Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. Uh, he is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports and like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand and we, we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and you guys. TennesseeTickets.com. It's this simple. Titans 20. That saves you $20 off your Titans ticket purchase at TennesseeTickets.com. They will refund your money back if fans cannot go to the games. TennesseeTickets.com. Renters Warehouse to professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, also, Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It's also the perfect time to try your first free workout at Mandu.com because of the restrictions on your other gyms. Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, giving you relief by saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance during these tough times. TuckerTN.com and Calvin and Subtle. You might need some new floors after being scratching them up at home for the last three months. CalvinAndSubtle.com. Check out the experts for hardwood floor and finishings. CalvinAndSubtle.com. Zach, uh, we're talking Jadavian Clowney once again, as you are Buffett Bingham this morning. But uh, why? And, and you're right. Look, uh, Danny brings up a good point. Is this Aloha Zach or Hungover Zach? It's not Hungover Zach, but usually we've had a lot of outdoor broadcasts on a Monday, I feel like in the past. When I wore a sunglasses, definitely Hungover Zach then, but not now. I'm just, I'm Jimmy Buffett Bingham, I guess, if you want to call me that. Right. Right, and we will discuss your uh, distaste for uh, the Margaritaville lifestyle later in the show. But uh, something happened over the weekend. Taylor Lewan tweets uh, at Judavian Clowney asking if they can be teammates now. Uh, and the tweet was about uh, what happened in the Outback Bowl back when Judavian Clowney and Lewan played against each other. Uh, back then when they were in college, Lawan left tackle for Michigan, Jadavian Clowney, game-wrecking defensive end at South Carolina, future first-round pick, but blew up the Michigan running back. Uh, and there's been some discussion about whose fault it was. Was it Lawan's fault or not? But can we just – or could we be – we could be teammates now is what Lawan is tweeting at Jadavian Clowney over the weekend. Zach, you have some opinions and feelings about why this has happened Uh over the weekend and where Lawan's coming from. Well, if you watched and you follow their podcast with Will Compton, the, the busting with the boys, they released a podcast on uh, with George Kittle and they were talking about hardest guys to block. Right. And it was pretty fascinating. Kittle first guy brought up Khalil Mack, which Khalil Thanks, Mack doesn't get enough credit. Like we, we talk about how good Aaron, Aaron Donald is. That, that is wide known of how good Aaron Donald is. I feel like Khalil Mack does not get enough credit as he deserves. He's probably the best defensive player in the league, like hands down. That's why he's paid so much, and he's a disruptor. He just plays on the terrible Bears with Trubisky. But right. one of the uh, guys that Lawan brought up was Jadeveon Clowney and how difficult it was. And then they started talking about why that play actually happened, right? The, the Michigan versus South Carolina Outback Bowl where Clowney really made a name for himself. Like, he was known, but that put his name to the tip of our tongue as Americans, right, as football fans. So, Luan said there was some miscommunication at the line, but I also think that that kind of got Luan thinking. It kind of got him churning and maybe influenced him to actually tweet that out to Jadeveon Clowney. Look, Luan wants to win. 
That's one thing that we've always known about him. We, we heard that in, in the Zoom presser a couple of weeks ago. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And we all know Jadeveon Clowney can help your chances because he is a disruptive force on the defensive end. I think it was smart of Lawan to do it, but I think he was prompted because Bussin' with the Boys put out that promo. That kind of circled old memories. And he, he look, you saw it. You showed it right there up on the screen. He tweeted it out with the video, with the GIF. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's absolutely a big deal. I think that's why he did it. So we're going to get your opinions on this too. So let's let's just kind of give out the entire landscape of what happened. Is this George Kittle interview with Taylor Lewan and Will Compton on Bus and the Boys was recorded and also uh, Bruce Kittle, George Kittle's dad, was recorded on the bus in early March pre-Nashville tornado, which was also pre-coronavirus, and pre-NFL free agency because there was a point in there when they were talking about the FaceTime with Mike Vrabel, Tom Brady, and Julian Edelman as well. So this interview is three months old at this point. Uh, and so now I actually view this more as if this was like a recent interview, then I could see it being more about Lawan really like knowing something about the Titans and their discussions with Jadavian Clowney. But I view this more as this is a, just another way to promote the Bustin' with the Boys podcast and the interview with George Kittle where they discussed Jadavian Clowney and, how, and that play specifically. All right, so let's ask this question to everybody at home. Is this a big deal, a small deal, or a no deal that Taylor Lewan directly tweeted at Jadeveon Clowney with a gif trying to persuade him to think about coming to the Tennessee Titans? We also know a little bit more information, Austin, that, that you could kind of delve out to the people over the weekend. Mike Florio talking a little bit more about the numbers, right? We know yes. – look – we, we heard about the Browns. We had a discussion about that, what you thought, what I thought. Now the numbers are starting to kind of leak out about the Seahawks and the Browns. This gives us an idea of possibly what the Titans are working with if, in fact, they do decide to sign Clowney. Yes, big deal, small deal, no deal. That's uh, the question we want you guys to answer about Lawan tweeting at Judavian Clowney. But first, let me tell you about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation simulates five hours in the weight room. And you also get 98% of your muscle fibers firing during that 15-minute workout, and that'll be a great way to jumpstart your path back to achieving your fitness goals. Because we've, a lot of them, all of America took off our regular workout routines for a couple months there, if not still going. But Mandu back open across the state, and your first workout is free at mandu.com. It's the perfect opportunity for take out to take advantage of that first free workout uh, because uh, it's the safest fitness program you could possibly find because the only thing they've changed at Mandu is the trainers wear masks because everything else still by appointment. They still clean and sanitize everything in between each appointment and it's one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one workouts as well. So you're keeping up the social distancing, you're keeping up the safety and you're getting a fantastic workout. Mandu.com is where to go. Mandu.com for your first free workout. Luan gave an open-ended invitation to Clowney to come join Vrabel's jungle. He wants him to be a part of the jungle. We want you to be a part of our podcast network. The Big Orange Podcast was released. Doug's, oh my gosh, wetting the bed. Orange pee everywhere against Virginia Tech. If you watched that last night, that was very entertaining. 
Got some great 615 sessions on tap this week with Buck Rising, the Tighten Up Podcast guys, always doing a great job, and the Preds Nash cast. We got you covered. I got to go back to the beach. Ooh, that makes me feel a lot better. The question we're asking, and Ray Pierce says this simply on IG, says, it's small deal. This happens all the time. The question is, is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal that Lawan directly tweeted to Jadeveon Clowney asking him, hey, be a part of the two blue, two-tone blue movement? Yeah, so uh, so I'm going to read some uh, some comments here because I see uh, Otis say small deal uh, here. I see Danny say small deal. Can't say big deal because Clowney isn't trying to play for what – teams want him to pay want to pay him jacob says no deal jason with a small deal zach goodman with a small deal for now big deal if clowny wants to be on the bus uh let's see no deal from taylor ramon says big deal because he knows something houston says big deal uh clowny's last tweet was to taylor rob says it's a big deal now so look we've got no deal from steph and a small deal for john we've got all types of deals now, Marcus says, I think it's a no deal. Logan says, small deal. Taylor has always been tweeting at him. So th- that's very interesting. It's all across the board for big deal, small deal, or no deal. And somebody brought up about Taylor knows something. And I don't necessarily know if Taylor knows something or not. But I do think back on March 11th, 2019, one day before free agency opened, I do think Taylor Wan knew something about Roger Saffold potentially in future signing with the Titans for him to tweet, do you want to be best friends? Hashtag no bad days. And then less than 12, 24 hours later, Roger Saffold signed with the Tennessee Titans. I definitely think Lawan knew something there. I say absolute no deal because of the George Kittle podcast interview with Blessing of the Boys, because it were, was released last week and it times up with them discussing this specific play and Clowney still in the open market. I, I think that is the only thing connecting. The only reason why Lawan tweeted out the GIF is because they just had that podcast released this past week. So I say no deal about this. Austin, how can you say no deal directly after you saw Lawan go Miss Cleo on everybody a year ago? I just explained it. I that literally just explained it. It doesn't make any sense. You it can't does. say no deal because of that. It is a no deal. I think. I think if if. Be, I, I think if you remove the busting with the boys connection here, then it's a small deal. But because of the busting with the boys uh, conversation and they just released that podcast interview, that's why it's a no. It makes it less of a deal for me. So I, I believe this is a big deal, and I'll tell you why. It's definitely, definitely not a no deal, right? That I mean, that makes zero sense. It is a deal. You don't see players. Pro Bowl players like Taylor Lewan tweeted other Pro Bowl players trying to get them to come to their team. Where Jadavion Clowney's the last known free agent. He's the last man standing. This is absolutely a big deal. He is open. Lewan knows what the hell's going on. Lewan's not an idiot. He's not stupid. He knows the landscape of Twitter. He knows what this means. And what did we talk about? Mike Florio has reported, as we got some more information, the understanding is that the Seahawks have been in the range of $15 million for a one-year deal for Jadeveon Clowney, where the Browns reportedly, or at least the Seahawks, have been led to believe that the Browns offered $18 million. Look, he didn't take the $18 million. 
Why? Maybe he doesn't want to play for the Browns. I have no idea. Mike Vrabel, big-time connection, right? Cornerback, Joseph, that they just signed from the Texans. Really good friends, big-time connection. And now a big-time player on the Titans who just went to the AFC Championship game is tweeting openly that, hey, come to our team. We need you. Jadeveon Clowney wants to play for a contender. The Tennessee Titans are a contender. They are. What's the one thing the Titans need? Pass rush. They still have not fixed their pass rush. I don't give a damn what you say. I think Harold Landry will be better. I have no idea what Vic Beasley will do. Kamale Correa is who he is. Uh, they need Jadeveon Clowney. Jarrell Casey is no longer there. This is a big deal that Lawan is publicly asking for the last man standing of free agency. I think this is a major deal. And you know what? For Titans fans, I'll say this, Austin. This is a good deal. You want Lawan to start saying, hey, man, we want you. We want you to come back. I, it feels good to be wanted. I, I think uh, I think absolutely. And I've said this every time we've had a – Absolutely. Baby. You agree that it's a big deal? No, no. I, I, was, I was about to say – I kind of spoke backwards there. I did a little Yoda. But uh, I've said every time we've had this conversation over the last month plus, I've said ultimately I do think – Judavian Clowney ends up signing with the Tennessee Titans. And I said June is the soonest it would happen because there's no reason for Clowney to sign with anybody until he can actually physically go to a facility. And that's still yet to happen. The Titans coaches are back in the office for the first time today since early mid-March. So I, I things are starting to progress that way. But when you're, we're specifically talking about Lawan tweeting at Clowney saying we could be teammates now. I view that as a no deal. Like I don't I I think it's it's more about busting with the boys than it is actual substance about Clowney joining no, he's still on the market. It, look, this is Clowney news. We get this like once a week. And maybe Johnny Lee's right. He says this is Lawan's first step as a leader. Right. He's yeah. trying. Right? There may be something like that. Yes, and so Frank says, did Clowney say something back? Uh, that is no. Judavian Clowney also did not like the tweet. In fact, Judavian Clowney has not liked a tweet since uh, December 8th, 2019. So that means then, nothing. Then, and so the, the only, he did not respond to the tweet either. He did respond to Lawan. Uh, uh, September 4th, 2019, and that is actually his last tweet. So Javen Clowney has not tweeted at all. So his last tweet was to who? To to Taylor Wan saying we good, dude. Like like you know we're good. But that was we good. Let's join forces. Oh we God. good. That's so ridiculous. Like he says, you know, uh, you know, we good, my guy. One hundred. That's his last tweet. September fourth, twenty nineteen. It's not too far from a year removed from the last time Clowney tweeted anything, and he hasn't liked anything either. I think. The, I think it's no, it's a no deal. It definitely, look, uh, they have a connection. The, the connections are starting to stack up. Am I right? Right? What? It, like, you the think this is a Lawan? You think the oh, connection no, with yeah, Lawan? No, the connections of Jadeveon Clowney and the Tennessee Titans franchise. Right? Yeah, He's sure. More Mike, Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, Anthony Midget, Shane Bowen, and Jonathan Joseph. 
Those connections and now mean Taylor so Lewan. That's not a connection. It absolutely is. No, the last tweet he has was to Lewan. Yes, and, like ten and months ago. Openly that? tweeting to him. So <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything. Lewan tweet. Lewan Taylor Lewan has been tweeting at David Clowney for years. And for now years. is the opportunity for him to come join his team. It's an absolute joke. All right, so let me break it down for you or ask you a question, Austin. Yes. Okay. Do you believe that Taylor Wan wants Jadevi and Clowney on his team? Yes, of course he does. But so that doesn't mean it's going to happen. If a person, but but isn't that some something? That's not nothing. You're saying it's nothing. If you want something, especially with the personality, Austin, you know Taylor will want. If he wants something, he goes out and gets it. Yeah, that's but his personality. He's not trying to like go over the head of general manager John no, Robinson. No, not, like, come on, I didn't say that. He's not trying to go over the head. He's you just said to, if he wants no. something, he goes and gets it. Like, yes, he's trying to help. Is he not helping this situation for he's, the Titans? He's make he's having fun. You see Browns he's doing, or, 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 you see any Browns or Seahawks saying, "Hey, you know what he's helping? Guys. He's helping. He's helping busting with the boys podcast because they just talked about Clowney and with George Kittle, and they're promoting that. That's what this is about. It's more about busting with the boys than it is the Titans trying to sign Jadavian Clowney. No, opinion. you know you can't look. That was a thing, but. At the end of the day, he tweeted individually, not from the Bussin account or not on Instagram. That was a direct because public message. He knows Clowney saying, "Come join my team." Because Lawan knows how to get good attention on the Tennessee Titans, and sometimes bad attention on the Tennessee Titans. But he knows how to get attention. And and Houston says respectfully, "Thank you." I think you're wrong, Austin. Thank you, Houston. I uh, respectfully then, agree with you. Then Brad says, uh, I'm with Austin. Zach is drinking too much of that umbrella juice. I don't have any umbrella juice. I just got caffeine coffee. I haven't even got to my espresso beans at the bottom of my cup yet. That's when this this, this show will really turned upside down. I, I, I think this is, has to be a deal. Austin, I'm not sitting here saying, I think it's a big deal, but I'm not bashing you because you – I think the reason why I'm bashing you is you think it's a no deal. That doesn't no make any deal. sense. It makes, it, but like the 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 tweet with Roger Saffold, uh, that happened March 11th, right? Roger Saffold signed with the Titans or agreed to sign with the Titans the next day. So when Roger Saffold, when Lawan tweeted that, do you want to be best friends with Saffold? It was during the legal tampering period or whatever they try to call it now. And so guess guess who talks? During that, agents and players are talking back and forth constantly about where players are going to end up signing. So in this situation with Saffold, I truly believe Lawan knew something. In the situation that happened this weekend, I think Lawan, I don't think he knows anything about Clowney and the Titans or discussions that are happening more than what we already know. But I think Lawan was trying to get more attention on his social media then that so his podcast busting with the boys where they talk to George Kittle and about Jadavian Clowney gets more play out of that. That's that's how I view this. So if there was no George Kittle conversation about that play and Clowney, I don't think the tweet happens. So that means I think it's a no deal. Yeah, I, I just don't I, look. He he loves busting with the boys. Look, if you look at his timeline, all he tweets about is the promotion of busting with the boys or Will Compton's teeth that he got fixed. That's right. the only and two so, things that he, he tweets about. Now he's gone out of the box and started tweeting about, hey, Clowney, 
we could be teammates now. And then here, here is the emphasis of why I think it is absolutely a deal. At Titans. He didn't have to include the Titans handle. He tagged the franchise. That's that's something. You can't sit there and say that's nothing, Austin. That's like when I try to get mad at the NFL and I at the NFL. Like it's not oh, like like no, because you don't know Robinson, you don't work for the NFL. John Robinson's not checking the at Titans mentions. Like it's like John Robinson has his own account that he will go check. But it, would it be tampering if the Titans propped up this tweet? I have no idea. I, I don't I don't know the depth of the rules of that. One way or the other. I, I, I look. I, if I was the Titans and I read the rule book, which if I was in the marketing team, I'd know that thing backwards and forward. I'd prop the hell out of this, right? Jockey for position, just some eyes. Hey, Luan wants to be teammates. Maybe you come down to our price because you're a wanted man here in Nashville. Between Vrabel, between all the guys we've talked about, and now including Taylor Luan. Okay, so again, I, I do think at some point Clowney will sign with the Titans. I don't think this has anything to do with uh, – this tweet has anything to do with that process. And Titans for Life says tampering, he's a free agent. So, yes, tampering well, – no, I, I, I talked about team. That's why I asked the question. I didn't well, know. Well, tampering only uh, is, is relevant when players' contracts have not expired yet. So that's why I brought up Titans for Life because, you know, if – like there's the legal tampering period for a couple of days before free agency where they can negotiate. I guess that the legal negotiating period is what they call it now. So that's because the contracts are about to expire. Jadavian Clowney is 100% a free agent. His contract has expired. And so I don't think tampering comes into play there. Well, really what we need to do, and, and I don't have time to do that here on the fly, is we need to get somebody to see if the Titans liked that tweet. It's got 6,000 likes. I can't go through my timeline right now, but that would be something, right? I'm looking right would it, now. It, would it change your mind? They did not. They did not like it. They did not like it. They did not like it. Well, they may have liked it behind closed doors, but that, they didn't. That makes no sense because you can see likes. Well, <laughs> they no, did you not can like, like it. a tweet without liking it. Oh, so you're saying they just, they like literally like liked, enjoyed the tweet? Like yes. they didn't click the it like was an they enjoyable enjoyed? tweet okay. to the Titans saying, look, our left tackle is helping us out getting a premier pass rusher to help us get to the Super Bowl. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Monday morning. Let's get to our next discussion. We're going to talk about Arthur Smith. We've been doing the best and worst segment uh, for the last couple of months. Uh, whenever relevant, Arthur Smith talked to the media yet last week, Titans offensive coordinator. So we're going to get to this. What are the best and the worst things about Arthur Smith, Titans OC going into year two? But first, Zach, tell people about the Tucker agency. Yeah, absolutely. The Tucker agency is here to help you guys. It's very simple. It's TuckerTN.com. Will Tucker and his team. Look, we joined forces with them as a presenting sponsor right as the pandemic hit, right as COVID hit. And he was like, look, we... We want to help your listeners maybe save some money. Will at TuckerTN.com. You can email him directly. His team, look, it's it's a great, great insurance agency right here in Middle Tennessee. If you email Will at TuckerTN.com, and all you have to do is say, heard you on A to Z Sports, how can I save money? He will and his entire team will take a look at your insurance policy, restructure it, and put some more money back in your wallet. And that could be key right now. Because maybe you've lost some income. Maybe you've lost your job. You have insurance, whether it's renters, home, car, life. 
You have insurance. Maybe you just need to restructure your policy. Tucker TM, but email Will Tucker, will at tuckertn.com. Ask him about how to save money. Tell him A to Z Sports sent you, and you will be, you'll have a little bit more money in your pocket, and that's important. All right, A to Z Sports, don't forget our new podcast network. We released it last week, coming out this morning, already out, already halfway through it, is the Big Orange Podcast with Zach Reagan and Charlie Burris. A to Z Sports Podcast Network, 615 Sessions, the Tighten Up Podcast coming this week as well. The Preds Nash Cash coming back right around the corner uh, when the Preds start back up maybe next month. So A to Z Sports Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. The question right now, Zach, is what is the best thing about Titans offensive coordinator, uh, Arthur Smith. And so uh, going through to read some comments, LGRW says the worst thing about Arthur Smith is his lack of use of Jonu Smith. Only got 44 targets, but got 440 receiving yards. Houston says the best thing is his play calling. We'll get to the worst here later on. Uh, but Titans for Life says uh, Ryan Tannehill, AJ, Jonu, Corey Davis, and Adam all coming back from round two. So, Zach, how do you feel about this? What is the best thing about Arthur Smith, Titans OC? I, I will tell you this, and I, am, I feel very strongly about my opinion on this answer. And you know what? I even think Arthur Smith may agree with me about the worst thing about all right, yeah, I'll, I'll start with the worst because You're I start I with the worst. We're, we're starting with the best. Uh, be, be, well, the the it's kind of both, but I look. I want to start with the worst because we had Houston come here and says he's probably going to be a head coach in the next couple of years. I don't know about that, but I do know, and this is something he said in his press conference: is the worst thing is we don't truly know about Arthur Smith as an offensive coordinator. That's the worst part about him. How much did Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill's explosive plays – now, give credit where credit is due. He called those plays. They executed those plays. But do we truly know what type of offensive coordinator Arthur Smith is? I think it was overshadowed of what he truly is because of the explosive plays. I need to know more about Arthur Smith when he gets into a bind, right? And I don't feel like – I don't feel like we know enough about him. It's a good thing that A.J. Brown emerged as an unbelievable player with all those touchdowns and Derrick Henry broke runs and and Ryan Tannehill hit players in the back of the end zone on deep passes. But over time, right, more years, defenses start to figure you out. I think the worst thing is we don't know enough about him as an offensive play caller when you get into a tough situation. Well, and I – Hard to disagree with that. Well, I'm not, that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about how I'm trying to phrase this and what, I, what I'm trying to say and how to say it the best way possible. Because I think you saw Arthur Smith. We saw him have a clear learning moment in the middle of the season last year. And it was at halftime in Carolina against the Panthers, right? That was a clear, like, everybody saw Arthur Smith go, yeah, you know what? That first half game plan was crap. And the second half game plan needs to be better. And he changed that. So... I see some – he's not stubborn. That's a good thing. But to me, the best thing about Arthur Smith is his ability to trust the game plan that he has created Now, and but also be willing to adapt off of it because there were so many times last year where the Titans – and he did not give up on the run even if the Titans were down by 
a touchdown or nine to ten points. Well, he's, Christian brings that up against the Chiefs on IG, how he stuck with Derrick Henry. The first Chiefs the, game. The, yeah, yeah, the first Chiefs game. Because yeah. then you can say in the AFC title game, I think they gave up on the run one possession too early. So it's it's hard because I, I called I called Arthur Smith like not stubborn and willing to adjust, but then I just said he's also very patient with sticking with the game plan and not giving up. You don't it. know enough about him. That's that's my point. It kind of brings <laughs> me back to my point. I agree with everything you've said, but that's I think the issue is we truly don't know who he is as an offensive coordinator. He we don't know him as just this offensive genius, right? That puts players in perfect positions to succeed. He does that at times. But here's my one worry, and this is a bigger conversation, Austin. You bring up that AFC Championship game, and we can go back. I'd love to rewatch it and really diagnose. Maybe we can do that here in the next couple of weeks. I think that would We've be We've got some time. Yeah, it would be a fun activity. Can you fight fire with fire with Derrick Henry against Patrick Mahomes? I think you can. You have to have the right defense. They didn't have the right defense to defend and hold Patrick Mahomes. But there's only so much you can do to a point with the running game. It's NFL football in 2020. You got to throw the football. Yeah. So that's where I think probably slipped up where he couldn't. You can't fight fire with fire. Your best attribute is running the football. Patrick Mahomes is their best attribute, their best weapon. I think that's where the struggle began. So Trevor said, I think it, <clears throat> the best thing about Arthur Smith is his loyalty. He's been with this team for a long time and has gotten this job because of that. <clears throat> I mean, that's fine and all, but I think if you really want to dive deeper into Arthur Smith, you could really say the best thing about Arthur Smith is his drive and work ethic because of how he's worked himself from being a quality control coach to the offensive coordinator of an NFL franchise. I mean, that's there's only 32 offensive coordinators out there, right? And the guys started literally from the most bottom position on a coaching staff and climbed his way to nearly the top, but like the next level uh, behind a head coach. Uh, with the, with one organization, you do have to respect all that he's put into the Titans organization. Well, I think that's kind of where I would go with the best attribute. The best thing about Arthur Smith is he's seen what not to do, right? Like yeah. you seeing what not to do. I'll give you an example, and I, I talk about this a lot. Austin, I used to work for a radio station. That radio station did a lot of things poorly. They were awful. They had bad management. Still do. Still do, right? <laughs> bad, bad. Don't, can't stand them. Hold that against them. They're bad. When we started our business, where we manage, how we manage people, how all the ideas that we tried to implement at that radio station that they wouldn't allow us to do, we were taught what not to do. So when we got our own business, we didn't do them, right? When the opportunity came, and I, I feel good about saying this, I think our business has gone in the upward direction. Help, help, we know where the radio station has gone. But that's similar to Arthur Smith. He saw the bad of even Mike Munchak, Ken Wisenhunt, the bad of Rabisky and why he didn't work out and he didn't sustain. The bad of even Dow Loggins going back as far as, as, as that. Now when he got the opportunity, I feel like he did a lot of the opposite of what those guys did and at the end of the day, had better players, ended up finding a better quarterback, and had much better success. Houston says that he could have lived off his dad's money, to be honest, and he didn't do that. That's also true. G-Man on base says uh, 
Arthur Smith will be a head coach in three years. How do you feel about that conversation about Arthur Smith and maybe getting head coaching runs? Uh, my opinion on that is that depends on the development of Ryan Tannehill. A new uh, a head coach or a franchise in today's age, they want an offensive coordinator that can make their quarterback better. They're going to look at if Derrick Henry's still the best thing going for the Titans, he's probably not going to get a head coaching job based on that, right? Because yeah. that's just the greatness and the singular the singularity part of Derrick Henry. All the guys like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, they're innovators, right? They've made their quarterbacks better. They're gurus, as they say. If he makes Ryan Tannehill into a perennial playoff quarterback and he puts up similar numbers he did last season in the next couple, absolutely. But if Tannehill continues to regress because the bar is set so high from year one this past year, then I don't foresee a lot of franchises nipping at the bud to get him. Yeah, uh, I have an opinion about the you know the worst thing, air quotes, about Arthur Smith here in a second. Before I dive into that, Zach, tell the people about Calvin and Suttle and really how they can also help them out uh, during these times when we're spending a lot of time at home. Yeah, a lot of time at home. Maybe replace your hardwood floors. CalvinandSuttle.com is the website to go to. 615-448-6414. That's 448 448- 6414. After the show, give them a call if you're looking for new hardwood floors. Look, you've been in your house a long time. Maybe you need to replace your kitchen or your, your dining room, your bedroom, your bathroom, the carpet, the pets. Oh, you got dogs everywhere, cats. They're peeing all over all your carpet. Rip that up and replace brand new hardwood floors. Quality. That's the best part. And they've got cost effective hardwood floors. That's CalvinandSuttle.com. One to two weeks. You can call in the material, get it installed. They're efficient. They'll take the CDC precautions with everything going around the pandemic. That's CalvinandSuttle.com or 615-448-6414. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Monday. Don't forget, A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Just mentioned that Big Orange Podcast out this morning, so check that out. Wherever you get your podcast, A to Z Sports Podcast Network right there, separate from our live shows. Uh, so make sure you check that out for sure. So one thing, th- the worst thing about Arthur Smith, I, you're right. We don't know a lot about him. We've seen him call 16 regular season games and then three playoff games. There's definitely way more positive than negative. There's way more pros for Arthur Smith than there are cons. But one thing I think we are going to learn about Arthur Smith this year is how much of the Titans individuals uh, – athletes like they're they're skilled players that created outside of the offense how much did that just make Arthur Smith look better the ability for AJ Brown to catch a typical like 12 to 15 yard crossing route but take it 65 yards for a touchdown against the Jags and against the Texans the ability for Derrick Henry to maybe pick up the seven yards that was blocked, but then break a tackle or two, stiff arm another guy, and then boom, that's a 45-yard touchdown. Like, like Arthur Smith looked even better because the skill players the Titans have are literally the hardest group of position players to tackle in the NFL. Non-running backs, you had Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and Jonu Smith all rank in the top five of forced missed tackles. Like, that's absurd to have all of those guys 
on that one offense and it makes like it makes the coach look better does it not because you know the, the play call was was designed to pick up you know five yards on a first and 10 to get yourself in a second and five but ended up picking up 15 plus and now things look better on you does that make yeah, sense and, yeah and, no it absolutely does i think sean puts this pretty succinctly of what we're talking about the best and worst is both experience he got more of it but still not a lot right of actually being an offensive coordinator. Ian brings up a good analogy comparing it to our show. He says, it's like the show. You can have a good headline, but you have to use it effectively and make it a good discussion or a good topic within Man, the show. Ian's diving behind the curtain. Has Ian been like in our show prep conversations or something? Well, I, I like yeah. Ian, and then I don't like Ian because he makes me dress like a fool at times. But, you know, no, no hard no, – no grudges against Ian – I, I I think that is, I think we've come to it, right, because, is, yeah. is what it is. Well, because Arthur Smith last week called the Titans offense last season a statistical anomaly, right, because of all their explosive. Would you numbers. agree with that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like they had probably more explosive plays than the norm. But, like, the but, Chiefs two years ago when Mahomes was the MVP, you wouldn't call that a statistical anomaly. And I and see well, – that's the difference. Now, here's the question. Are the Ravens a statistical anomaly of this past year? Uh, we'll have to see how they follow that up. And that's and that's that's what was my point with Arthur Smith is how can they follow that up? Like so is he they, thinking too negative? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't I don't see that as negative. I see that as aware of look, we did we did some good things last year, but we still have, have to continue to develop that and follow that up. Like it's only it's it's last year it was gone. So they have to make sure that that wasn't a statistical anomaly and they can actually have and keep up the same or similar rates of explosive plays. Yeah, and, and so let's go, and Austin, I know, and I do this honestly for you, uh, more than any other person around this show, we got ahead and open up the Webster's Dictionary to actually define anomaly. Anomaly, as told by the Webster's Dictionary, a noun says it's something that deviates from what a the standard, normal, or expected. Yes. That's, I think, kind of my issue, right? We should. You want to expect that of what they gave us, the offensive output, the efficiency. You want that, right? That shouldn't be an anomaly. That should be the standard. Yeah, but I but you also have to be aware that the Titans had such the Titans were scoring from anywhere on the field last year because they had guys that That's could do like that. the Chiefs. I I know that, and the Chiefs if have you're now competing. But here's my issue. My point is the Chiefs have done that now for multiple years. They they did it. They did not win the Super Bowl, but they had the MVP. Then they followed up. Mahomes got hurt there for a time, which made it a little more difficult. Made the stats kind of regress a little bit, but they won the Super Bowl. And so now they have they have made that. The Chiefs have made that their normal offense is those big plays. But for years, Zach, we've we've covered and watched this Titans team for now decades. And never has a Titans offense been this explosive from this many different guys. That's and the new standard. But you had Christian two-tone blue. So it's been for one year. Now, like you had that last year. Now you have to back it up and do it again. And so Chris Johnson was the only explosive guy on that offense uh, back in 2008. 
You know, it, Vince Young had moments of being explosive, but since then, Derrick Henry had moments early in his career, but now you've got Henry, Janu, AJ that are really some of the most explosive players in the entire NFL. So we have not seen this. Delaney definitely don't want to slight him. He had some times where it was just Delaney Walker being explosive. So, but now they've got three guys who are, are very explosive at for their positions on the same offense and a quarterback who can supplement and complement that to their extent. I think that is my issue though, Austin, right? You don't want to call yourself an anomaly after a really good performance. We're not talking about the Zach Mettenberger or Charlie Whitehurst-led Titans, right? Antonio Andrews is not in the backfield no more. Bishop he is not there. This is the new age, and to call yourself an anomaly is a slight to yourself. But I think it's more of a trying to stay focused and not trying to act like you've accomplished it all. Does that make sense? Like it's not no no not, not accomplished at all. They accomplished something very good, but right. You know but what? he's also That's trying to say that way. this is the new brand of Titan football offense. I, I think it's because Arthur Smith is like so far from being arrogant, where he's not going to go out here and be like, yeah, look, but, look, we there's like, a difference in expecting it and saying this is who we are, and internally knowing this is the standard we're set compared to that was an anomaly. Don't expect that because that's probably never coming back. So Ray said Ray on IG Live says he's trying to be humble in a way. And then you have LG uh, RW saying, I don't think it was an anomaly. We have some great players all over the offense, and the Titans do. But I mean, sure, the Titans have really explosive athletic players. They've done it for one year. AJ Brown, rookie, right? Did it for one year, and Tannehill had it for 10 games. Because this was not the Tannehill that everybody watched in Miami. John Smith. Did not have the opportunities that he had last year. Derrick Henry, that's becoming the standard for Derrick Henry. The standard for Derrick Henry is several times a year, he will rip off 75-yard touchdown runs. So Derrick Henry has established that standard. Jonu Smith and A.J. Brown have to do it this year to make that their standard for their careers because it was just one year. Yeah, and I don't think, again, Frank saying acting cocky, it's not acting cocky. It's just setting a new standard, right? A lot of franchises have to do that. A lot of businesses have to do that. You look at yourself, the Titans have been losers for a long time. Besides the Jacksonville, Kansas City game when Mariota had great performances, stepped up, that team was not ready to take the next step. They've got better players now than they did then. But over the last 10 years, Titans fans, you guys know this. You've watched all these games. This is a new brand. It's 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 a different way of thinking, right? It feels think, that way, but they're still run first. Well, I get that. You can be run first. You've got you've to hope, pray, and think that Ryan Tannehill can do a lot of the same things he did last year, right? Brad, yeah. Brad says uh, he's been an OC for one year. Let him continue to grow. And I think that's also what Arthur Smith is trying to keep in mind, that he had one year, his first year as a play caller, they had a bunch of plays where they were scoring from 40-plus yards out, and even the A.J. Brown reverse handoff against the Saints was a, a crazy play as well. That he It made his job so much easier. That was Everybody would love that, right? Everybody would love the ability to have that be consistent. But Arthur Smith cannot play. 
But Arthur Smith cannot plan for that. He has to plan for being able to score in the red zone because that's where things get tougher in tighter situations. So I, I think that's what he's keeping in mind. Well, I think the and easier said than done. I don't want to sit here and say that. I'm not an offensive coordinator, but it's continuing to put your players that have proved that they can make plays in positions to make those plays again, right? That's yeah. what Kansas City does with Tyree Kill all the damn time, right? Yes. Drew Brees yeah. does that with Michael Thomas all the damn time. Tom Brady's been doing that with whoever is on the damn field all the damn time. So that's where he's got to start putting these guys that we talk about and emerging. I'm curious what he does with Corey Davis. And then as, as one a commenter said at the beginning of this conversation is, can you put John U. Smith in those situations more often now? And have him do those end arounds when you're like, damn, he just ran for 47 yards. I did not know John U could run away from a cornerback like that. Right. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild. A to Z Sports here live uh, on a Monday. Let's get to our end of show topic uh, here on the show. Zach is dressed like a Jimmy Buffett parrot head. Uh, so he will explain why he is so anti Jimmy Buffett parrot head culture but first let me tell you guys about renters warehouse nashville's professional landlords renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for because there are other alternatives to selling your home after you move you might find that new house and that's great for you but continue to, to own the house that you just moved out of use it as a rental property help building help continue to build equity in that home that's a great way for long-term wealth and some mailbox money for you and your family extra cash flows renterswarehouse.com they can also help you out if you own airbnbs during these times uh, by uh, renting out your airbnbs to tenants for a temporary uh, rent property not Airbnb Airbnb but renterswarehouse.com is where to go a to Z Sports, we are powered by Tennessee Tickets. Don't forget about our podcast network. It is, look, we got you covered when it comes to content, whether it's talking about the Vols, the Big Orange Podcast, 615 Sessions, and some great interviews that Buck Rising does, who also does Primetime at Night, Tighten Up Podcast with the guys Jack Gentry and Austin Huff, and Alex Darty does a great job with our Preds Nash cast. Make sure you tune in to our podcast network, subscribe, rate, review, do everything that you can. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all of your podcast networks. Yes. So Zach, you are wearing the parrot head get up uh, because Ian's magic bucket submission from last week told you you had to do so. Why are you so anti Jimmy Buffett and parrot heads? All right. So I'll give you a quick story and look, I'm open and honest. Always have been, always will be. They're just not my people, right? Like the the people that go to Margaritaville, I believe they they're ripping cigarettes twenty four hours a day. They just their standards are so low in life. That's where I struggle, right? They wear these doucher sunglasses, as I like to call them. Anytime you see somebody with clear sunglasses, start turning the other direction. They constantly wear these Hawaiian shirts. Jimmy Buffett, overall, I'm not that big of a fan of his music. I've had a good time at a concert because I lived on the beach. But these people, these people live for that. And they muck up the city. Margaritaville is a sore eye in our city of Nashville, Can right? They, yeah, they've, they've plopped that thing right downtown, right next to the Music City Center. 
and you just have trash. They're people that go to Joe's Crab Shack like three days a week. And I just, ugh, they, they, they drive me crazy. Here is probably the reason why I am out on parrot heads. And it's not just, I, I didn't turn into this. I had a, I was on the front lines, Austin. I was on the front lines. A quick story. I used to be a cabana boy back in the day. Yes. Uh, I graduated college and I was like, look, it's 2008, 2009. No jobs are happening, kind of like right now. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to go find myself. I told my dad I would move back to my parents' house about two months. I was like, I get the hell out of here. Love my parents. I was just like, I, I got to go live some life. I moved to the beach for about six months and I controlled two beaches. It was in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which I actually will return there here in a couple of weeks. One of my uh, hotels that I managed the beach of was awesome. It was Party Central. Enjoyed it. But I also had to take care of the best Western about 200 yards away. That was my second beach. You'd go down there, terrible tippers. They'd litter. <laughs> Taro, they would litter all over the place. That steel... Steel Reserve, they'd be drinking four locos, they'd be crushing them. They were terrible. They'd oh, rip cigarettes. That was they definitely four loco. Summer. They would not pay you a dime. And those were the type of people that were parrot heads. So that became my distaste. They just uh, you couldn't get along with them, right? They were all grouchy. They always wanted their they wanted the utmost service, but they weren't paying to play. Move my umbrella. Where's my guy? Just bitching and moaning and dressing with these type sunglasses, these douchers. And I was like, for that, I am out. And forever from that point on, I do not like the Margaritaville people. Danny says, uh, I'm dying. He said he was on the front lines. Chad says, doesn't Jim Wyatt wear Hawaiian shirts pretty regularly? So how do you feel about Jim Wyatt? Jim Wyatt, yeah, regularly, but he's not a Margaritaville guy. He's an astute writer that covers the Tennessee Titans. I've known Jim for a long, long time. He does not portray the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle on a regular basis. Just because he wears a Hawaiian shirt constantly and at times, that's kind of his M.O. on the field, but he is not Buffett. Okay. okay, so all all parrot heads wear Hawaiian shirts, but not all people who wear Hawaiian shirts are parrot heads. Correct. Yes, and exactly. I think that, that's a big deal, right? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, Zach Reagan, our writer for AtoZSportsNational.com, says, I ate at a Margaritaville once. Worst food ever. <laughs> so I'll give you an example. It's these people. Those are the guys that walk around. These are parrot head guys, right? Old dads that have just been, they probably, you know, took some acid years ago and they're reliving their old glory days, but they dress like fools, like freaking imbeciles. I just don't get it. One of my buddies, who actually is dead now, but he was a Margaritaville type guy. That's where we went to on his bachelor party <laughs> however many years ago. He wanted to go to Margaritaville. And I was like, God, you could pick anywhere. We can, he came to Nashville. He's one of my best friends. Passed away a couple of years ago. And he was and he was polar opposite of me. And I didn't understand some of his actions. But he was the guy, he was the Marlboro Ultra guy, constantly ripped cigarettes, was 
was a Margaritaville guy, true and true. That's where he decided to go on his bachelor party to grab a Margaritaville burger in Nashville. Why? Yeah, I've I I only only been to Margaritaville once. God, no, twice, twice. I've been twice. I was forced to go once. I went before CMA Fest because it had the least uh, long line. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, the other, there's your sign. The other time I went to Margaritaville is because it was a hole on our, uh, bar golf, (laughs) on our bar golf, uh, pub crawl. Yes. Because we had to go there and you could take like a margarita, a big margarita and a shot of tequila for like a birdie, uh, on our bar golf. So that's, those are the only two Margaritaville experiences I've had. And it's so corporate, right? Like they have, because Jimmy Buffett makes so much money off of Land Shark, the, the, the beer that he has. Very wealthy guy, more power to him. He's probably lived a great life, but it's so corporate. Here's another thing. Talk about the strip in Nashville. There's some good country music singers down there, right? You go to other places, they've got really trash country music singers. On the Strip, the guys singing at Margaritaville are trash. They're just bad. That also breeds more to the restaurant and the style of it. You get bad service. I'm out on them. That's why I'm forced to do what I'm doing right now. And... I'm ready for this show to be over so I can take these douchers off of my face. Well, I was going to ask you, are you going to be wearing those when you play Blitz later on? You gonna no, change I, I, I will not. I did this for the show. I will be playing Blitz. We're back, baby, and I need a win. I, I, I need a, a desperate win. And here, here you go. Here's a little hint for anybody watching my, me play Blitz. We're at Cleveland this afternoon. We're taking it back to an old memory. Reliving an old memory, Titans Browns long ago. That's all I'll say of a preview of this afternoon's game. Yeah. So you had to you had to sit on that loss last week. Could you lose to the Steelers? They backdoored they backdoored me because Mac Nine fumbled with less than thirty seconds to go. I was about to drive down and win the game, and Mac Nine got too cute, and they ended up kicking a game winning field goal. Put my Put my record at seven through. Still a seven and three. I'm still atop the division, but one o'clock. That's when we play blitz. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for watching the show today. Uh, Monday morning. We'll see what happens later on this week. But we'll be back. Zach will be back live one o'clock Central Time for his game against the Browns on NFL Blitz 2000. Buck Rising back tonight for A to Z Sports Prime Time. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you later on. Adios.